0: are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 the Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible to stock all the parts you need for a traditional storefront. RockAuto.com is a family business, and it's been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and the best thing of all is that they are always reliably low-priced, and it's the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers, so why would you spend twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write On" in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need, at rockauto.com. It's been a while, folks. And I apologize for how long it's been. But, you know, due to the coverage of the Hoover SEC tournament and vacation and all of that, it's just, uh, it's been tough. It's been tough to put together the podcast in the way that I would like. But hopefully that all comes to an end, and hopefully we can continue on at a more consistent basis, especially, especially when we get to, able to have a chance to talk about Razorback baseball winning the regional in the fashion that they did against Nebraska last night. just uh, I'm still with getting chills uh, the nips are hard like uh, just I can't I can't even deal with it like right now. and what a what a showing that was where Arkansas looked in their second game against Nebraska just not a good team. They had the issues with uh, obviously hitting the ball. Uh, They didn't look right. They had a bunch of defensive errors. And then in the start of the game against Nebraska, it kind of looked the same thing, just bleh. Didn't look like the team that we had become to know and love throughout the whole season. But all it took was a few plays. And for Arkansas to to go out and not only take the lead there in the eighth inning uh, with the bases loaded on a wild pitch, but then just to hit with Charlie Welch and a a three-run piss missile out of the hog pen – And the pandemonium that just followed it was, was just awesome. And, you know, the game itself was great. I was out there in the hog pen for all the games this past weekend. Uh, I was out there and uh, I was doing, you know, just tweeting about what was going on and tweeting about the game and all that fun stuff. But what really got me going though, was when you could see the, you could see that the fans were having with the way things were going like they weren't too happy like they 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 weren't happy about the way the game was going they weren't happy about how the things were looking and they were getting stressed and rightfully so I mean it was a stressful time you just didn't want to have to deal with any of that stuff but what happened was is people still believed that this team could do it because they've done it pretty much all season long it had never been a problem They'd always been able to come through in the clutch, make the right plays, come from behind, get the victory, whatever it was. They always uh, found ways to make it work. And so this was no different. But it was slightly different in the manner that there were over 11,000 people in Baumwalker Stadium last night. The hog pen was completely full. Uh, I know that there may have been some spots you could have fit more people in, but it was pretty much completely full. There had been a lot of heat and tension with uh, Nebraska, and the uh, especially the left fielder, old Mojo, who everybody hated, became public enemy number one, enemy of the state, if you will, for Razorback baseball there for a bit. So the heat and the tensions were pretty high for everything going on. Uh, you just couldn't have set it up any better than what it was, and it was a win or go home, or in the case of Arkansas, win and stay home, or uh, I guess you stay home no matter what, but you get what I'm saying. Like You got to move on to the Super Regionals if you want. There was just a lot of tension, a lot of things going on there. And when that run scored on the wild pitch, it was pretty wild. Like, people were pumped because you took the lead. It's late in the game. You had Kevin Copps on the mound. All was well. But when you had Charlie Welch go up there in the next pitch and just crank it to where nobody even knew where that ball landed, I don't know if it has landed yet, and to explode open the gates and. It's hard to put it into words, so I would suggest for any of you who have yet to have a chance, go and watch the video. Go and watch that highlight. And look at the stands. Look at the fans. Look at the bullpen. look at the look at balls battles ra- rounding the bases out there. I'm pretty sure it's one who was that second. But look at him rounding the bases? Look at Dave Van Horn. That moment was one of the most passionate and electrifying moments I've ever seen in Baumwalker Stadium. And I was fortunate enough to be a part of it because of what it meant. And not only all those factors of all the reasons why, but also in the fact that it felt so good. And after what we dealt with COVID and all the crap we had to mess with that all the problems that came along with it, us missing out on so many great things, to see that electricity flow through Baumwalker Walker Stadium in that moment. I don't know how you don't get emotional about it. Everyone wanted that. They wanted the win, but they wanted it to be that way. They wanted baseball to feel that way once again, and it did, and it did in a way that did not disappoint I just, I, I get chills again thinking about it. And I cannot wait to see what continues on with this team. They keep surprising us all. Never a doubt, right? No matter what, no matter how down and out they may be, they always find ways to storm right back. This is fun times, folks. Super Regional is going to be great as well. It's, you just can't get anything better than that. Bobby Wernis, the assistant coach, of the Razorback baseball team, join us on Out of Bounds. And we're going to have some audio from him uh, and what uh, he thought about the game last night here in just a second. But first, folks, Lucy Nicotine. got to tell you about this. It's a company that is founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. And honestly, the best thing about it is that it finally doesn't suck. Most tobacco alternatives did. But not Lucy Nicotine. It's 2021. So get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, get some Lucy Nicotine gum. Or because this is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. And it's so simple that you don't have to leave your house because they have this delivery thing down. And the best thing about it for all you locked on college network listeners, if you go to Lucy.co and use promo code locked on college, you get 20% off all products on your first order. That includes everything. 20%. Locked On College using your promo code at lucy.co to check out. But I have to tell you this, warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use promo code Locked On College.
2: You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks
1: podcast. going to continue to talk more about this Razorback baseball game in this season and all the fun stuff coming along with it as we go to the phone lines and welcome in the Razorback baseball coach and also former Razorback baseball player Bobby Wernis. Bobby, man, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? I am awesome today. Thank you guys for letting me come on absolutely and i want to start off man you know i've heard that you know you were the one over there telling charlie welch you know to hey man just just go out there and hit a hit a home run right there you were coaching him up a bit you know try to get him to go out like that but uh uh you know obviously that that was just an awesome play uh what was your reaction to that and just the game and try to put it into words of what that happened at bomb walker stadium last night
2: yeah no i think it's really tough to put into words and um I mean, this group is just so good at at just kind of getting on to the next pass, the next game. So I think it hasn't really sunk in, and maybe it'll be something that we enjoy,
1: you know, later this
2: summer. Hopefully that there's more, uh, you know, there's more special moments with this group. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's just so many things. Obviously the Welch home run uh, is the big swing that's going to get a lot of notoriety, and rightfully so. But, I mean, just thinking, I think of Casey Opens' home run, I don't even remember what inning it is, but that was kind of the first domino to fall. I think at Christian Franklin's A.B., a walk in the eighth. that dude is one of the best college hitters in the nation, and he had nothing go right this weekend. Um, and he was just able to kind of put that behind him and uh, give us a great team A.B. I mean, there, there's just so many, so many special things that happened, uh, happened yesterday.
0: Bobby, describe those moments leading up to the home run because you're in a tie game and uh, you're looking to get some momentum, take the lead. You load the bases, and then you get a wild pitch before the home run.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think something that we've stressed to the guys is, uh, especially in, in a series format, I think it's magnified in a regional, is what we're doing what we do in one game or the first game of a regional, that can that can kind of have a ripple effect um, to, to game seven of the regional, the last game. So that, that lefty that they brought in, uh, that was his third or fourth appearance. And so maybe a guy – grinding out an a b in game one, you know, fatigued him and that we, we kind of reaped the rewards of that um yesterday. And so I think that's just something that we've we've harped on the guys um definitely during SEC series, but again, I think that's magnified in regionals. Um, you know our effort in a, in, a, in an early game of the series can kind of uh, can kind of ripple to the to the final game of it
1: no, Bobby. one thing that uh, was going on, and I know a lot of Razorback fans always have confidence as this team is because, So many times, especially in the regular season, your team has been down in a game, and they've stormed back and won. They've been down in a series. They've stormed back and won the series. It's almost like adversity. Obviously, they're going to go through it, but it doesn't impact this team because of their mental toughness, and they still go out and make plays. Uh, how How has your team gotten to this point? How has the team gotten to the point to where no matter what's going on in the game, they don't blink, they don't waver, they just go out and keep grinding?
2: Yeah, it's incredible leadership from the players. I think it's a really, it's a really simple answer. I mean, if you think about the elected captains um, on the team. You've got Christian Franklin, Zebulon Vermillion, Casey Opitz, and and Kevin Pops. And so, I mean, when those are your elected captains, and those are the guys leading the team, um, I mean, it's it's people people are going to feed off that leadership. And I mean, that's that's the easiest answer. And it's simple. It's just. You know those guys, and even even guys that aren't elected captains. I mean, there's just so the leaders, the leadership on this team is very, very special, and it's it's the players' team, and just it's a really special group, it's a really special group.
0: Bobby, you're coaching now, but when you played, Arkansas baseball tweeted out about the moment with Charlie Welch, legendary. Are there any moments when you played that you can think that may compare to it? Now, I know this is a regional, so. It's on another level, but what are, what are some of those great moments when you play that you can think of?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I think, in terms of just like the pure noise, I don't know if I've ever heard bomb Walker as loud as it was last night um, when he hit that ball out. Um, so, I think, in terms of great moment, I mean, obviously the, the dog pile in 2015 to go to the Omaha, that, that, that's up there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think after Welsh just hit that bomb. You know, I just kind of took a moment to just soak it all in. I just, uh, another thing that we've talked about with this team is the, a year ago, you know, no one was doing anything. You know, we had guys that had their season taken from them. So moments like that, full capacity crowd, you know, getting to play baseball, I think, I think this year it's just all of it's a lot sweeter.
1: Well, and to add to that mix, uh, you know, talking about the crowd and everything and the, and the energy that goes along with it, I'm, I'm just curious, just from your perspective, uh, what is it about What is it about the home crowd that really helps out this team? Because we know that, you know, in basketball it goes along with it. You think about noise level and, and in football. But in baseball it doesn't really get talked about enough. What does having a full-capacity crowd at Baumwalker Stadium that is just in tune with the game, what does that do for the Razorback baseball team?
2: Yeah, I think one of the reasons that it doesn't get talked about a lot is because it's incredibly rare. Like what we what we got to experience last night, that's, that's not a thing really – really anywhere there's very few places in college professional baseball that provide an atmosphere like uh, like we got to experience yesterday so i think that's one of the reasons it's not talked about very often because it doesn't happen um i mean that's just always such a theme you know if we can host host games in the postseason in this building it's going to be a tremendous advantage for us um and i mean obviously that was the case this weekend it's just our players know how fortunate we are to be able to play in front of the, the fans uh, the support, you know, I'm, I'm sitting up in the office looking out right now. And I mean, there's, there's people waiting in line for the hogs and we don't, when we don't play for another what, 72 hours, it's just uh, baseball here is special. I mean, the fans make it that
0: now, John was at the game and he mentioned earlier on the home run that you seem to be the most calm person <laughs> when all that happened. Cause everybody's going crazy. Is that just part of your demeanor altogether? That you're just you have this calmness about you.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, I kind of blacked out when it happened, <laughs> um, and I think when I kind of came back to my senses, Charles was probably at second base, and you know, I kind of I kind of mentioned it earlier. Just I I kind of just soaked it in for a little bit. and you know, a year a year ago, like a scene like this was something that was unheard of, and I, I just know how how special it is, how hard it is to win in the postseason. Nebraska was an incredible team, Big Ten champion. Gave us absolutely everything we could handle. Um, and just seeing, seeing the guys being able to overcome that challenge and Charlie with the exclamation point, it's, it's something I'll remember for a long time.
1: So talk us a little bit about NC State, because obviously you know who you're welcoming in the Fayetteville this weekend, uh, NC State winning, winning that regional. Uh, what can you tell us about them, maybe some of the, the strengths that they have? What, what's your outlook at this point in time of the Wolfpack?
2: Yeah, no, they're loaded. They're a very, very good team, and you don't, you don't win regionals by accident. Um, playing a good conference in the ACC, uh, swing the, swing the bats really well. And, uh, they've got about six pitchers that they use so on paper. You know, maybe, uh, someone per- perceive that as a lack of depth, but that's not the case. I mean, those, those guys that they run out there are very, very good. So it's just, it's a loaded team top to bottom. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have to play really well to, uh, to beat them.
0: So in scouting them, where would you say their strength is? Is it, is it more the pitching or is it is it the hitting?
2: Yeah, I think on paper the easy thing to say is, is they they swing it really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, just just getting into them, scouting them. I mean, they, their arms is good, are going to give us a very very good challenge. Um, they field the ball really well too. Very high fielding percentage as a team. Uh, there are you know there's not really a, an overwhelming flaw with this, the back club at all. Um, they're a very good team, and yeah, they they went down to Ruston and won that regional pretty handily.
1: I want to ask you about a few specific players. Uh, First off, of course, Brady Slavin's making a comeback uh, in this game because in the SEC tournament, I was there in Hoover, and when I saw that injury and you know, saw the replays of it, which I don't want to ever see again, but it just looks so bad. But uh, to get him back, obviously, and for him to, to be able to play was great. But uh, how's he coming along? Obviously, he got a chance to play, so he was cleared. But how's he coming along? And How do you feel about him heading into the Super Regionals and uh, as far as his recovery from that injury?
2: Yeah, no, I think, uh, he obviously is a very determined person and I mean, yeah, I mean, that happened right in front of my face and I was, you know, it broke my heart. I thought, I thought that was it for him. Um, so I think just an unbelievable testament to his character and how, how hard he got after it, uh, with our trainer, Corey Wood. I mean, they just, it was a very aggressive rehab, uh, for him to be ready to go for this regional. So hats off to him and Corey for making that happen. And, um, I mean, yeah, he, he didn't see live pitching in a long time. So I think, uh, just the fact that he was able to get out there and see live pitching. Obviously, he was tremendously frustrated with himself that it didn't go the way he did. But uh, those were some tough matchups uh, that we saw this weekend. And so I think uh, we were talking about a little bit in the office. Just him being able to get back in the batter's box and see arms, regardless of the outcome, that, that's going to help him this weekend. Um, so in terms of you know the ankle, the seeing pitchers, he, he's good and he's going to be ready to
1: rock come Friday. We'll continue our discussion with Bobby Wernis here in just a second. Folks, i got to tell you about Bilt Bar and how I got sent a new flavor of Bilt Bar. I always like trying out the new things and everything, but they sent a new one that is just incredible. It's grasshopper chocolate. I don't even know what that meant. I don't even know what that was, but I got to try it out. And man, it is good stuff. And that's the thing is every time I try a new one, it ends up being a great, no matter what it is. And luckily for you, they have a deal going on right now. If you go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Go and check it out. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Locked on
0: Razorbacks, your daily
1: Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Okay, hey, you mentioned that a little bit, and I know you're probably not going to put it or want to speak on it the same way I do, but I feel like Arkansas got screwed in this regional as far as the games and matchups that they got. Uh, I mean, with the, if you're the number one overall seed, I'm expecting you to have at least given a little easier path, but Nebraska, phenomenal team. And the way that they were a conference champion out of the Big Ten and everything, uh, I obviously you don't care, no excuses, got it done, you got it played, but even Dave Van Horn kind of spoke to it. It seemed like uh, this regional had some uh, some mismatches, especially not only for Arkansas, but it seemed like Nebraska got kind of screwed in the whole thing too.
2: Yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, Stu, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure that all four teams that were in the regional were, were conference champions, either being an automatic qualifier or a regular season. Um, so yeah, it was it was a loaded regional. Um, but I, I mean, this group is just not one you kind of hit on. It. They don't really make excuses. It's just, uh, you know, they have the confidence that whoever they uh, line up against in the other dugout, they're, uh, they're going to get it done. And, uh, you know, we've always been in the school fight, you know, playing good teams. Uh, is going to be beneficial for us down the road. So, you know, who knows what uh, these games against Nebraska, what we kind of learned about ourselves. And, uh, you know, maybe it helps us reap something down the road.
0: Bobby, you being from Overland Park, Kansas, and Kristen Franklin also is from there. What is it about this team and the pipeline you have built with the state of Kansas and the baseball talent that's there?
2: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got a few of them. You've got got Frank, you've got Zeb, you've got Robert Moore, you've got Swazen. I mean, those are four out of the top of my head. Um, I think that, A, I mean, the easy answer is just the proximity to the city. It's a three, three three-and-a-half-hour drive, which is is very easy and makeable. And I mean, it's the premier program uh, in terms of that proximity, so it's a, it's an easy drive for the kids and family when they're going to visit. Um, and Arkansas, you know, is the closest SEC school, and obviously the the, the SEC is just, a, a, just the conference kids want to play in. There's just there's a lot of stars that kind of align for that area in Arkansas. Um, and the, the the travel ball, the high school baseball, has really uh, exploded the last two years. That, that that was not the case when I was when I was in high school. It was definitely. Um, a little bit more of a second tier uh, level of play, I guess would say I think that's safe to uh, safe to put, but that, that's definitely not the case anymore. So I think it's just uh, it's, it's turning into a, a hotbed of uh, a hotbed for talent and it's close to us here in Fayetteville. So it's just it's kind of a happy marriage.
1: Well, you know I got to ask you about Kevin Copps because th- this guy, you know we, you talked about not being able to put into words what happened last night. I can't really put into words what Kevin Copps is doing not only game in and game out, but we saw last night where he came in extremely early compared to what he normally does after, after already pitching a ton this past weekend, played seven innings. And it's just like he got better as the game went on. I mean, how do you describe what he is doing for your baseball team right now?
2: It's, (laughs) it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's something I've never seen. It's something I'm probably never going to see again. And it couldn't happen to a better guy. Um, just, just the journey he's been on. This is his sixth year at the University of Arkansas. The, his work ethic, the adversity he's faced along the way. You know, I think uh, I'm a believer that he kind of earned this season uh, in the off season. Like he kind of put the work he put in um, over the off season, over the uh, the summer during the shutdown with Coach Hobbs and uh, just the work, <laughs> the amount of work that kid puts in. You know, he's just reaping reaping the rewards of that. Um, I don't know. I wish I had a really good answer for for you know how he does it or what what it means. It's just it's it's unbelievable to have an anchor like that at the end, and I think it's he's proven that that anchor can kind of be thrown out whenever we need it.
0: It was announced that uh, Kevin Copps is a finalist for the Golden Spikes Award. So how do you think, uh, as far as you've seen the talent up up close and personal? You really don't see that happen a lot of times with pitchers winning that award, but do you think he has a good chance based on what he's done this season?
2: Yep, it needs to it needs to go ahead and happen this year. I think, without question.
1: Simple enough. All right, so it just happens that way. Got to be the Golden Spikes winner, which uh, I think that everybody will ag- agree with you on that too. Uh, so, w- as far as this weekend goes, and we know that the pitching is always uh, up there and, and everything, as far as uh you know, who's going to start and who's going to do what and everything. But uh, uh, another player I wanted to ask you about, which we get asked about a lot, is about Connor Nolan uh, and, and, how, and how he has really come along here as of late. Obviously, he didn't play much during the, the early parts of the regular season, but has really come around and really come along. Uh, what have you seen out of him and his development this year, getting to the point where he's at now, and how comfortable are you as a staff being able to use him, especially in tight situations here in postseason play?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think he. Uh, I think we feel very confident about him. And he's another guy that has gone through gone through adversity this year. Um, you know, he did not have the, the fall he wanted to, and he kind of had a, went off to a slow start this spring. But I think he, uh, you know, he kind of looked himself in the mirror and uh, you know started making decisions and started working. And uh, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of pouting, wasn't a whole lot of feeling sorry for himself. He said, "I'm going to turn myself into uh, you know back into the pitcher. I know I can be." And, uh, I mean, he's been just bad as good as anyone the last few times he's been on the mound, which, I mean, that's what it takes in the postseason. It takes guys stepping up. You know, we've had some injuries, um, injuries on the mound that uh, we as a, as a team need to find a way to get over, and, you know, he's, he's doing his part in that. So I think in terms of our confidence with Connor, it's very, very high.
0: As far as injuries on the mound, uh, one of the guys you mentioned earlier that's from your neck of the woods from Kansas, Zev Vermillion, how's he progressing?
2: Yeah, no, he's progressing uh, well, and uh, you know that we're not really allowed to speak too much on injuries, but uh, yes, he is progressing well, and uh, I'm excited to see where uh, where, he at, where he's at for this weekend.
1: All right, last one before we let you get out of here. We really appreciate it, Bobby, but I- I'm just curious about, you know, you- you're coaching with Dave Van Horn. You played for him, now you're coaching with him, and, and this season's obviously been a special one. Hopefully, it continues to be that way, uh, but-, but what's it been like coaching under Dave Van Horn? Because obviously, playing under, I'm sure, is a different thing, but... What's it been like coaching under him? And also, once he gets into postseason play, d- does things change a little bit, or is he just kind of the same guy no matter what the situation, no matter the game or anything? Uh, how's that going so far this postseason play?
2: Yeah, I think uh, for the last part of the question is he's, he's the same guy, yeah. You know, whether it's a Tuesday against Arkansas Pine Bluff or game one of a Super Regional, um, he's the same guy, which I think it just—he's just a very consistent person. And I think the players speed off that and uh you know it makes it fun and, and easy to play for um but in terms of the difference between you know playing for him and coaching for him i think that i guess the easiest way to put it is you just kind of get like a curtains reeled back approach you kind of see you, you kind of see the reason why the, the why behind of this decision um when i was a player you know you're 18 19 it doesn't make sense to you you don't comprehend it and uh now where i am and my life and career, you know, it makes a lot more sense. I mean, I've learned so much from him, and I'm so fortunate, you know, every day to be able to uh, be around him. It's, it's, uh, it's something that I, I definitely think don't, don't
1: take for granted. And it's also something that just for me – I know he's like one of those guys I don't want to make mad. Like, you know, he's like – he may not be the most – I definitely it... don't want to make him mad either. <laughs> yeah, I bet so. It's like he's so empowering, but it's not because of his physical stature or anything. He's just uh, – he's a very intense guy that knows what he's doing with a lot of confidence, so – uh, it's got a great season going on right now. And, Bobby, we really appreciate you joining us, man. It's great to talk with you. Obviously, got some games left, and hopefully this continues on for the rest of the month of June and can end in a College World Series title for your team because I know you guys deserve it. Appreciate you joining us, man, and we'll be catching up with you. All right?
2: Thank you guys so much for the support. I appreciate it a ton.
1: Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on
0: Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.